getting started here on the west coast but um dora is a totally remote team so <laughs> it's not the earliest spaces i've done <laughs> <laughs> nice nice i don't know about you but i was enjoying that music too i, I like the audio they've added to uh, spaces there they switched up the music a bit that was kind of nice yeah no i i'm a very unsophisticated spaces hoster myself so i i always have trouble figuring out how to do those things but <laughs> i'm very happy to be on uh, on today with you guys um you know a few few pros that that know how to work the soundboard and everything it, it was definitely pretty nice yeah no I, I can't take too much credit i uh ever since i joined cosmos spaces a while ago i started playing around with the soundboard and eventually the music came up i think there's like five different options uh to choose from for intro music and i i, I like it because usually wait a couple minutes, you know, for people to start coming in and let the audience grow a bit before the show starts. Sometimes people are running a couple minutes behind. So it's a nice way to break the awkward silence before the conversation begins, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I eventually, uh, I have lots of ideas, you know, I, I feel like one thing that lacks from spaces in the cosmos or just in crypto in general I feel like uh, it would be more fun, you know, if it was like kind of like a radio show with the music and maybe some ads in between of different Web3 projects or stuff that's related to the spaces. And I don't know, maybe even like yeah. a trivia time. Like it would, it would be pretty <laughs> you, cool. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, you'd be like a real uh, disc jockey. Yeah, yeah. I went to school for it. So, uh, oh, no way. Yeah, I have that's some awesome. experience. I have an advanced diploma in audio engineering. Uh, as well as a award in music production. That was like a super proud accomplishment of my life. Um, it was a private career college in London, Ontario. And uh, mm -hmm. I volunteered for quite a bit after, but uh, where my hometown is, it's kind of uh, a black hole for audio industry jobs. There's not really any major professional recording studios out here or or major artists from the city I'm from. And I wasn't willing to move at the time, so mm -hmm. I went back to school for computer systems tech, and now I'm a Linux sysadmin and doing uh, Web3 stuff, but I still love audio and film, and uh, I have a very big appreciation for the amount of like work that goes into that stuff. It's, it's just like, you know, artists and artwork and NFTs, and I love it all, man, the creative side of life, and using your imagination is what... Uh, Helps get me up every day. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, 100%, man. A few, a few members of my family are more on the creative, like an art side of, you know, the world as well. Um, 
and I always have that an ounce of appreciation for it as well. Um, but really interesting to hear, you know, kind of how <laughs> your journey and um, you know your prowess in that kind of dovetailed you into you know a more prominent role in the crypto ecosystem too. Uh, I think that's a pretty good story. Yeah, I hope to use it one day again as well. I know uh, right now I might not be doing that specific uh, type of work or using those skills regularly, but I have a, a platform here now, Cosmos Spaces, to just in my free time, you know, keep working away and making every show more more entertaining, more informative, and more fun, you know, just so... It's not like people just listening to to a conversation. I kind of want to turn it to like that podcast vibe where we have weekly episodes and, you know, again, with maybe adding in some more fun stuff to the show would make it a little more uh, like make the enjoyment last longer and keep people around more often. I find sometimes if the conversations get too technical or too long, the audience starts to drop off a bit. But either way, I enjoy it either way. So I'm just happy to be here and just be talking to you. And uh, I can't Likewise. wait to learn more about Dora Hacks. So, uh, yeah, if you yeah, want. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for your time. I, I, uh, I'm really excited to start the show. So why, let's begin. Hello, everybody. Okay. Hope everyone is having a beautiful morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Uh, my name is Martin O'Grady. I'll be the host for today's AMA with Dora Hacks and Dora Factory. Uh, I'll be interviewing Brian today, who I believe is working on BizDev and Venture at Dora Hacks and Dora Factory. And uh, I personally, I'm a core team member here at Cosmos Spaces, also the community manager for Laconic Network. I'll give a brief summary of what we do at Cosmos Spaces here, just in case we have any new listeners today. So Cosmos Spaces is a group of nine volunteers located across the world that all met via the Cosmos ecosystem just over two years ago. The CS team currently runs bare metal validators and we are all actively operating. Uh, we are all we are actively operating on over 30 chains. Sorry. Cosmos Spaces facilitates over 150,000 monthly transactions serving as a backbone for IBC connections across 24 chains, and we are consistently ranked among the top 10 performant relayers, also providing over 80 public endpoints. As well, our team has a de dedicated focus on facilitating engaging discussions, and we have spent over 450 hours delivering valuable, valuable insights, project introductions, governance discussions, and much more within our Twitter spaces spanning over this two years. Cosmos Spaces loves to host AMAs with the best projects where we chat with and interview developers and teams who are solving the most complex problems in the ecosystem. We truly appreciate any support with delegations that keep us in the active set, and we are all about giving back to the community. So without further ado, let's begin the show. And before we get into some more technical questions today, I would love to ask some personal ones first, if that's okay with you, Brian. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. So let's get to know the team uh, behind Dora Hacks. I know there's more than just one person on the team, but why don't we get to know a little bit, a little bit more about Brian before uh, we jump into some other questions? You want to tell us just a bit about your past history, like post-secondary education or kind of how you ended up in crypto and if you have any previous work in Web 2 or Web 3? Yeah, sure. Happy, happy to. So yeah, to your point, Dora, Dora Hacks and Dora Factory. Uh, is like a pretty global team. 
Um, so we've got core contributors from all over the world, certainly not just myself. Um, there's also the founding team that's based uh, mainly in Singapore. Um, I joined Dora Hacks more recently, actually, um, about two years ago now. Um, but prior to that, I was based in San Francisco um, doing real estate private equity, actually, uh, for my full-time job, at least. Um, so involved mostly in like sourcing uh, and underwriting uh, short-term like life science real estate asset acquisitions. Um, so kind of totally different, but at the same time, I would always be sitting on my desk, like, you know, as like an on-chain degen, I guess, for lack of a better word, you know, I, I loved interacting with TPI. Um, you know, I was always a big Bitcoin guy dating back to even college. Um, so was always super passionate about crypto, um, but just wasn't doing it professionally. Although I was feeling a lot of FOMO from some of my friends who had transitioned over to crypto from other jobs as well. Um, so it was kind of on the outside looking in, at least from a professional perspective. Um, but then in ETH Denver in 2022, um, I actually met the Dora Hacks team in person because at that time, Dora Hacks was actually the host of the ETH Denver Hackathon that year. Um, so this was still when 8th Denver was at the Sport Castle, which was a much smaller venue than what it's hosted in today. Um, but I was immediately over overwhelmed um, and very impressed with like basically just what is possible, um, you know, at these like large scale hackathon events um, and was really impressed with how like Door Hacks was able to facilitate essentially hacker movement um, and a bazaar of ideas um, and collaborations at this event. I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, it was fortunate enough to meet them at that point. Um, and it was still like a small team, you know, like I, like the private equity shop I was with was only four people. Um, so I, like, I knew I really liked that in terms of the role. Um, Door Hacks is obviously a lot more than four people were, you know, 30 plus globally. Um, but still pretty small. And, you know, from that meeting, I kind of had an opportunity to finally move over full time to Dora Hacks. Um, at the time, you know, we were getting ready to raise for our first venture fund, uh, Dora Ventures. And that was kind of what my background was uh, professionally. So I was like, it's a good opportunity for me. Um, but upon arriving, um, I actually started doing a lot more business development, as you mentioned, at the, in the top of the call. Um, and now we're a few different hats, uh, including, you know, DD for Dora Hacks, uh, Venture for Dora Ventures, related to, you know, all assets of deal formation and sourcing. And I think most prim like primarily relevant to this call is I'm also a core contributor to Dora Factory, um, which is, does a few different things. Um, it's an incubation uh, of Dora Hacks. Um, you know, it's responsible for running all of our validator nodes, similar to how you guys do. Um, you know, we're a big proponent of supporting on-chain infrastructure and decentralization. Um, and then the other thing, of course, uh, pertinent to the show is the, is, you know, how Dora Factory is involved in the facilitation and, um, like basically founding of Dora Voda, which is our, uh, you know, upcoming slash recently live, uh, brand new Cosmos app chain. That's really cool. Um, you pretty much answered a lot of the questions from the personal one, just in 
your one response there. <laughs> I only have one more for you. Usually, usually people uh, think this is a tough question too, and I can understand why. But I always like to ask it just to you know get long term perspective as well. Where do you see your project and team in the in the next five to ten years? That's actually a really good question, and it probably is a little bit more of like a it's like it's like a full circle type of story almost. Um, because so Dora hacks. Uh, obviously, I haven't been around. I haven't been with Dora Hacks since 2014, but Dora Hacks has been around since 2014, uh, and originally was focused on supporting developer activities and developer activations for frontier platform technologies. Um, you know, this sounds like a big, broad term, um, and it does encompass a lot. But but name like most some notable frontier platform technologies we were focused on would be things like space exploration, um, quantum computing nuclear fusion, uh, things like this. Uh, so we were actually really focused on supporting hackathons and developer communities of these platform frontier technologies. Uh, but in 2017, uh, this is when a lot of attention, um, like the Ethereum ecosystem in particular, started getting a lot of attention um, due, to the, like, due to the growing popularity of smart contract development, where the team felt there was basically a massive underserved market of crypto developers that could really use a developer platform, um, you know, for grants, for hackathons, for public goods funding, et cetera. So we actually pivoted um, like probably close to 90% of our business into Web3 at that point to basically try to grow to become one of the largest multi-chain uh, developer incentive platforms. Um, but, but going back to your question long-term, you know, now that, you know, we've been doing that for, I guess, close to seven years at this point. You know, the the end goal, I think, you know, in 15, 20 years is probably to evolve our platform further uh, to just be supporting, for, like, once again, be supporting frontier platform technologies, right? We still do. We still run space hackathons now. We still have done some fusion and, and um, quantum hackathons as well. But I think ultimately the goal will be to, um, use our resources and use our um, staking infrastructures um, and other developer platforms to like once again rebroaden the scope of Dorax and become the home of what we're going to call frontier staking. That's really really interesting. I didn't realize that Dorax dated back uh, to 2014. Uh, that's re that's really cool. I love how you guys transitioned uh, towards Web three in two thousand seventeen, uh, around you know the time when Ethereum and all the ERC twenties and ICOs etc. Did you guys ever get involved with hackathons? And maybe this is a dumb question, but I'm just going to ask it for Bitcoin. Like, were were there ever hackathons for Bitcoin? I know obviously there's conferences, but do people have hackathons with Bitcoin as well? Yeah, it's a good question. And the answer is yes, but not in the way you might expect. I'd say the vast majority of our Bitcoin hackathon efforts have actually occurred within the last year. Um, so it's something that is, is starting to happen um, a lot more, at least from you know my perspective. Um, we're, we're, we've probably done like at least three Bitcoin-related hackathons this year, you know, either directly related to Bitcoin or related to you know an L two that might be launching on Bitcoin, 
um, or, you know, even some of like the more recent omni-chain hackathons we've done kind of have a Bitcoin element, you know, because they're connecting Bitcoin via their bridge natively to other chains. Um, so it's a pretty interesting time to, to actually be running Bitcoin hackathons. And there's kind of like a powder keg, you know, of potential developers selling the sideline that haven't really had an opportunity to participate in something like this yet. Um, so I think the moment is kind of now, actually, for Bitcoin hackathons. Yeah, no, uh, just on this topic, it makes me think of uh, the upcoming pro project, uh, Babylon Network. I'm sure you've heard of it, but uh, the main premise of what they're trying to do is leverage the security from Bitcoin timestamping and help reduce uh, unbonding periods in the Cosmos ecosystem. I do believe they're going to use this solution for other ecosystems as well, but I think it would be really, really, really cool to see maybe a hackathon with Dora and Babylon in the future, just regarding that uh, that project and that solution, and maybe something could come of it. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here, but yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. We we've known the Babylon team for for quite a bit now. Um, you know, they've had a lot of success, so we want to congratulate them on their you know their fundraising and their developmental efforts so far. But definitely, yeah, if the opportunity arises, would be more than happy to support, um, you know, a hackathon of that nature, I think would be a good one. Yeah, it's too bad that Eric isn't available this morning, actually, because he works on the Babylon team. So we, we could have had an <laughs> a interesting conversation regarding that, but I, I won't speak yeah. on his behalf. <laughs> maybe it, maybe in the future. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. of course. There's um, the Babylon Bitcoin Renaissance event in... Uh, uh around right. denver so yeah we would love to see you guys at that event i i actually just submitted uh, my registration for the dora hacks event on uh february 27th there on the tuesday and i feel super lucky i don't know if it was you but somebody approved my application so or my uh <laughs> my registration there so i'm i'm off the wait list and i'm able to come so i'm super excited about that and uh I'll definitely try and bring Eric from Babylon uh, if he can sure. make it through the wait list as well. I'll tell him and send him the link. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that event's hopefully going to be like really good. I think it's gearing up to be an amazing day. Um, one of the first times the Dora team is putting on an event of this scale, I would say. You know, we we we've, we've, we always try to do like at least one event at all the major conferences. You know, maybe maybe that's a mixer some type of even breakfast or, you know, we've done, we've done some more smaller dinners before too, but in terms of like a all day, like 1000 plus person event, it, it's a little outside of our wheelhouse. So uh, it's actually been a huge effort internally to get this thing off the ground. Um, there's been a lot of planning. Like I could thank so many people right now for all of their help getting it going, but uh, I really think it's shaping out to be uh, probably one of the most exciting things we've ever done. So if anyone's listening and it's going to be in Denver, I definitely encourage you to go. Um, it's going to be spotlighting all of the like most important app chain ecosystems, all of the most important app chain frameworks and founders. Um, and of course, uh, you'll get a sneak peek at some of the new front-end applications that that are have, that have just launched on on Dora Boda as well, as you know, what we feel is going to be one of the most prominent app chains in the future, too. That's really cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm extremely excited i'm praying that i can uh attend for the full three days of events that i've registered for i'm just double checking with something i'm I'm about to move in one week so 
it's going to be a little hectic, but hopefully I can move in and schedule my 30 day inspection to after the trip. And uh, yeah, I would be over the moon happy if I can go to all these events and see all you guys and stay up to date with all the latest information. There really is, you know, uh, significance to going to events like this. I'll never forget when I went to Cosmoverse in Colombia. You know, a lot of people talk about the after parties and whatnot, but the networking and socialization and I learned about the Injective project and was able to invest at a very early time when it was still worth a dollar something. And obviously that did really well in hindsight. So there's more, uh, more than just, yeah. you know, just going to these events for the <laughs> after parties and you know, having fun. You can actually learn a lot too. And uh, I love the network. So I'm excited for it and really looking forward to, to going. I'm, I'm knocking on wood that everything will go in my favor. Um, so yeah, why don't we jump into some more technical questions now? I thought, you know, we've briefly discussed what Dora Hacks and Dora Factory are, but just in case, uh, there's some people in the audience who, you know, this is their first time hearing about it. Do you want to just give a brief uh, description of what Dora Hacks and Dora Factory both do? Yeah, happy to. Um, so Dora Hacks is, uh, basically our global developer incentive platform. Um, and what what I mean by that is this is a place where developers can come, they can participate in hackathons, they can receive grants, they can participate in bounty programs, they can receive a whole manner of public goods funding as well. Um, and this is our global hack, basically it's our global platform. A lot of in-person hackathons leverage it for their submission portal infrastructure, because even in-person events need some type of virtual portal. And it's also a place where a lot of the top 100 crypto ecosystems launch their global virtual hackathons, because we have over 100,000 monthly active developers on the platform, um, and a lot of traffic that these ecosystems can leverage to onboard their early developer ecosystem. If they're a new project, or if they're a more mature project, they can use it to have very specific and really interesting hackathon activations um, with like a diverse set of tracks um, this is something that a lot of like the main Cosmos chains, Solana, have done on our platform this year. Um, so that's that's the developer incentive platform. Um, Dora Factory is uh, a validator. Like it does a few different things. It's really like uh, in infrastructure incubation um, that is responsible for all manner of like kind of like it's kind of like Skunk Works, right? Where it's like responsible for a whole manner of like innovation of, of on-chain infrastructure. One of the things we do, of course, is run validators at Dora Factory. Um, we try to return the yield that these validators generate uh, to fund these developer initiatives as well. It's actually something we call public good staking, where we can help ecosystems sustainably fund developer initiatives like hackathons uh, purely by running on-chain infrastructure for them. And then, of course, the other thing Dora Factory has done has been like one of the initial stewards, right, of this decentralized L1 that we're building Dora Voda. Um, it's not the only steward at this point, of course, because we've just onboarded the first 11 validators for Dora Voda, and we're going to continue decentralizing the set. But um, that's another really big piece of Dora Factory um, is the Dora token, which is being, which is serving as like the, obviously the gas token and staking token for Dora Voda. Um, the Dora Factory actually raised its token about 
four years ago now, initially in 2020, um, because th at that time, Polkadot was actually kind of popular. And um, we were brainstorming, you know, a way to bring like DAO as a service infrastructure on chain. So we actually launched a token at that time and tried to win one of the parachain auctions, um, but it never really panned out. So DOR was a rich DOR token, which is the DOR factory token, uh, was originally an ERC-20. But as, we're, as we geared up to like really want to launch DOR Voda, and I, I, I guess I can get more into like the purpose behind Voda, um, you know, and, and the reason we did this in short, but just for context, we basically migrated all of the liquidity on Ethereum over to Cosmos. Um, we did a token split too to lower the denomination, you know, of how much gas would cost. Um, we migrated all over to Cosmos and we have now launched an L1 door Voda, which is a voting specific app chain um, using this token. And this is the new purpose of it. That's really interesting. With the launch of Dora Voda, I was reading from uh, one of the tweets or posts on X. I always forget it's called X now. I think everybody still calls it Twitter. I'm still getting used to calling it X. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of eyes in the form of users and enthusiasts in the Dora ecosystem. Let's talk a little bit more about the project called Voda. Um, what are the, some of the challenges that your team saw with the existing voting systems, um, you know, across different L1s? Yeah, I think it's like kind of a two part question to like frame the context of, of Voda. Um, but yeah, starting, start, starting with like voting systems in general, I think you're right. It's a good place to start. Um, you know, what, one of the, there's like two main two main things that I think would be relevant for this call. One is like the issue of privacy. Um, you know, not, not every vote needs to be private, right? But privacy voting is something um, that's important to at least have the infrastructure to perform if, if desired. Um, one of the things private voting does is far decreases the chances of collusion or bribery or retaliation in any type of public vote. Um, so it's something really important to have. And then the other really important piece uh, of voting infrastructure that was lacking is a mechanism to make it more equitable and like give, you know, the most active members of the community a louder voice, even if they're not like the richest member of the community. So a lot of the existing voting systems on chain are kind of like a one, one token, one vote system, right? Um, but the way vote the way most voting works on Voda is with quadratic voting or quadratic funding, QF for short, which is actually where voting becomes exponentially more expensive the more you want to vote for something. So if you want to like so for example, if I wanted to cast one vote to some initiative or cast one vote to a project to select it as a winner, one vote would cost me one token. But if I want to cast two votes, that would cost four tokens. And then it just continues to scale quadratically in that manner. So if you wanted to just like cast a lot of votes to like sway it in your favor, it would become inc incredibly expensive. So it's a way to just make voting more equitable and fair. Um, so those were the two th two main things lacking in general um, that that wanted us to to design an on chain voting system in the first place. Yeah, no, that's. Uh... That's super interesting. Uh, 
I'm just thinking about how, you know, the voting works currently right now in the Cosmos ecosystem. And you can kind of see projects like DAO that are, I mean, I, I would say it's similar, but not, not the same uh, solution that you guys are providing. But uh, yeah, no, I, I like this conversation because it actually makes me think more about governance and, you know, how all this stuff works. Um, do you want to explain a little bit more about how Voda will solve any like exist other existing issues right now, or uh, what are some of the key sure. features of Voda that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess the other important context is like why you know like why we needed Voda specifically to bring these things on chain, um, and it's kind of an interesting answer. So. We so at Dora, Dora Hacks, we've actually been facilitating quadratic funding um, for some of our top ecosystem projects for a very long time now, probably north of five years. Um, as I mentioned, like quadratic funding is a way to make do like more equitable on chain voting, um, and it's very popular for, for a few different reasons. A, maybe you've just run a hackathon and you want to invite the winning teams of that hackathon to like a subsequent QF quadratic funding round um, to basically like provide them with continuation funding. You know, if maybe they got an MVP done in the hackathon and they want to, they're interested in bringing it to full production. There's a couple of really promising projects from a hackathon. You basically invite them to a QF round afterwards and say, Hey, say this is, you know, for example, say this is an osmosis hackathon, right? We want the osmosis token holder community to now voice their opinion. We want to mobilize that token holder base to basically say what projects they feel are important to them and which ones they want to give funding to. So essentially when they vote for a project with their token, this is like a donation almost. It's a contribution to those projects, right? And then for all of these QF rounds, there's also a matching pool, right? Uh, which gets matched quadratically, like pro rata, according to which projects receive the most community votes. So it's a way to get the community involved, uh, providing like top projects, um, like a continuation funding. Uh, another really thing it's important for is funding public goods. These are things, you know, like maybe in Cosmos, things like relayers that don't have like a business model really themselves, or, or maybe it's um, something like an NFT indexer that's used by many different chains, but still needs to be supported, right? But it's not something that's like venture investable because it's not like a commercializable product. It's just a public good that exists. It's important for the ecosystem that's free. So in order to survive, it needs to receive community funding. Um, these things are like, we love to include these things in QF rounds as well. And then like the last thing QF is used for a lot of times is like ecosystem growth in general. Different ecosystems can launch iterative QF rounds over the course of a year to kind of like get projects to apply for a grant, um, community votes on which projects they want to see get funded. And if they don't get, and if they don't get selected in the first round, they could like then apply for, they could get feedback and then apply for the second round, something like that. So they can use it as a community growth um, initiative as well. And it basically just gets the community really involved in all of this. Um, so this is something we've been doing for a really long time now. And the way we've been running QF for all these different ecosystems is basically by developing the smart contracts for QF in-house and deploying them ad hoc on each of the different ecosystems we work with, right? So if it was a Cosmos chain, we would actually uh, develop the Cosmosm smart contract in-house and deploy it natively. 
if it was an EVM chain, we would develop a Solidity smart contract and deploy it on chain. Same with Solana. If it was Solana smart contract, we would develop it in Rust, deploy it on chain. And we'd have all these different instances of the QF smart contract, right? But then we realized what is one of the most, what, what is one of the largest, most governance focused community that we, that is currently lacking QF infrastructure. And that would be the Cosmos hub. Um, there's never, there had never been a QF around for the Cosmos hub prior to the AZ QF we did earlier this year and is still ongoing right now. Um, and we really thought that this was a huge opportunity to fund public goods for the Cosmos hub that hadn't been done yet, um, especially given how active community members are in Cosmos and governance in general. Um, but the only problem with this is that because the hub doesn't support contracts, we are like, how do we bring QF to the Cosmos hub? We want to like bring it as native as possible. So we figured that we would launch our own chain, Dorvota, that would serve as the underlying infrastructure for voting circuits, right? Namely QF, um, like quadratic funding voting circuits. And, and this chain, Dorvota, will be Cosmosm and IBC enabled. So it can support QF for any IBC enabled token. And we can basically bring QF natively to the hub for the very first time, right? Um, and of course, not only does this allow us to fulfill that mission of bringing QF to the hub, but also it's actually just a more optimal solution in general for doing QF for every chain, right? Because we can just have the contract deployed one time on an app chain that's obviously enabled and we can run QF for everybody um, in a very streamlined, very quick fashion versus like having the overhead of developing the smart contract so many different times. Yeah, no, that, that's really interesting the way you guys have designed all this. This is really, really well thought out, of course. Uh, it, uh, it really impresses me, you know, the, the detail that is required to think about all the different components that have to be built in order to have this thing up and running and working efficiently, you know. Are there any potential drawbacks or limitations to using Voda as a voting platform? And how does the project address or mitigate these concerns as, you know, obviously Dora Hacks and uh, Dora Factory isn't the only entity working on voting uh, systems right now? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, I wouldn't really call it a limitation, but something that is obviously like related to the roadmap and growth of Voda is also the expansion of IBC uh, beyond Cosmos, right? Um, because our goal is to basically be able to support QF rounds for every IBC enabled ecosystem. So right now we're focused obviously like very heavily on the Cosmos hub and Cosmos change in general. Um, so we're a little bit constrained, you know, beyond that in terms of like the speed of uh, IPC development, right? But but we all know, right, that like many really strong teams are working on bringing IBC to Ethereum, bringing IBC to Solana, even bringing it to Polkadot and other substrate chains that have large developer communities. Um, so, you know, as that continues to play out, like we'll be expanding to those ecosystems in conjunction with that, like, you know, essentially automatically um, because we're IBC enabled ourselves. Um, so that's so that's like one thing that's kind of interesting, like as we look to bring this to as many ecosystems as possible. Um, 
So I think that like that, like that's, that's like the main thing I think. Um, but I, I don't know if it's really a limitation um, more so just like an interesting wrinkle in our expansion plans. Um, beyond that, I think one of the things that um, sometimes people raise their eyebrows out at least is, you know, well, do people really, you know, do people really want to, as much as someone wants to support a project or vote for a project, uh, could it become prohibitively expensive, you know, if token, if, if like one token becomes like worth a lot or, or maybe they just don't want to actually have to like donate their token to a project in order to support it. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I think that from my experience, the vast majority of community members like really do, especially the most active ones really do care uh, about the direction of their community, about what projects are getting funded. Um, and it's a really good opportunity for them to get their voice heard, participate in a community effort. Um, and I, you know, my bet would be the vast majority of participants that have, you know, gone on to our hacks and participated in QF rounds previously uh, are, are glad they did so. Yeah, definitely. I, I can only imagine how much your program helps certain projects and developers, you know, really uh, get the funding they need to help build the project and be able to make proper income to live uh, an enjoyable life as they do it as well. Because I know uh, the devs that work on this kind of stuff put in a lot of hours. So uh, it's it's really cool to see, honestly, the more I learn about Dora Hacks, the more it just kind of blows my mind how much you do for the ecosystem and not just Cosmos, but all the other things that you have done bef like before coming to the Cosmos to offer this solution here as well. Can you give us a little breakdown of the roadmap or future development and expansion of Voda? Yeah, absolutely. So right now uh, we have the like inaugural, inaugural uh, AEZ QF round live on Dora Voda right now. This is the very first QF round for the Cosmos Hub and like all of the affiliated Atom Economic Zone ecosystems and public goods as well. Um, it's, you know, this is the very first launch, right? I um, had a lot of applications, essentially eight were selected to be the grantees in this QF round. So voting is live for them right now. Uh, if you're an Atom token holder, you can go on DoraHacks.io, find AEZ QF under grants. You can vote for your favorite Cosmos public goods. This is just the very first round. Um, so we have a $50,000 matching pool um, like set aside specifically for this first round. Um, so we're really excited to be doing this right now. Um, you know, but long-term, these rounds will get bigger and bigger. We'll, we'll be able to include more projects in the rounds as well. So if you weren't accepted for this first round, uh, you know, just would like to thank you for your participation. Don't fret. We're going to be doing more of these um, and we're going to hopefully have more resources, you know, to, to provide with like larger and larger classes, I guess, of rounds, I should say, you know, as time goes on. So that's one of the main goals is to basically grow this AEZ QF program specifically for the Cosmos Hub and AEZ, um, like oh, cumulatively over the course of many rounds, right? So that's the most immediate thing. We want to, we want to, do more rounds of AZQF. We want to fund more crucial Cosmos public goods, um, like right out of the gate. Um, expansion beyond that, obviously, is going to be bringing a lot more chains uh, onto Voda. Um, 
as I mentioned, we've been doing QF for quite a long time. So we already have a lot of QF partners, but we ne haven't necessarily run their rounds on Voda for them before. We've probably just deployed a contract on their chain and done it that way. So next step is obviously when, we're, when we start the next round of QF rounds for some of our other partners is bringing everything to Voda and really letting Voda grow that way. And then I think the third thing is the development of additional voting use cases on top of Voda, right? This, Q, this quadratic funding is one of, one of only like thousands of voting use cases. Um, it's the first one we're doing, but we're actually developing a few others in-house as well, including Macy, which is an acronym, M-A-C-I, that stands for Minimal Anti-Collusion Infrastructure. Um, this is more re specifically related to the privacy voting you were talking about earlier, right? Where QF is more of an equitable voting system. Macy is the privacy voting system. And they're two different things. So they can certainly be combined and you can do Macy QF, but Macy by itself is actually a way that encrypts votes to, to, to the extent where as a voter, I actually can't prove cryptographically to someone which way I voted. Um, and if you can imagine, this drastically reduces you know, the, the likelihood of collusion in a voting round. Because why would I, you know, and, and bribery too, because if I'm someone that wants to bribe someone to vote yes, why would I do that if I can never actually receive proof that the voter voted in the way I paid him to, right? I have no actual evidence other than his word or her word that, that this happened, right? Which is not good enough if I'm spending a lot of money to bribe someone. Um, so it really cuts down on collusion. Um, and so privacy voting can be used in an all manner of governance decisions, um, elections, et cetera. Uh, and this is all possible through Macy infrastructure, which is actually another use case of Voda uh, that we've developed an initial front end for on, Q on QF, sorry, on door Voda, I should say. Uh, and we expect to see like more Macy use cases uh, come into existence soon. We, we actually just wrapped up a Macy use case hackathon on Dora hacks. It has some pretty interesting applications of projects, and we'll probably do more of this in short. And then I think the third thing in terms of like future plans, is just like in general, we're really excited to see what other front ends, I, I guess, and applications are possible on top of door voter infrastructure. We've got a couple ideas of our own that we're also playing around with, you know, related to prediction markets and other things. But in general, we think that there's a very large range of use cases possible, um, you know, and, and we expect that. These like these front end applications will get get more and more deployed on Dora Voda over time. Yeah, this is. Uh, I just am checking out the quadratic funding. I noticed there was a post uh, that it was paused. Is it still currently paused? Because uh, I I realized that the, originally it was supposed to close February seventh, but I'm hoping it's still open so I can get involved. I. Uh, should have been more on top of that. I didn't realize that the community could have gotten involved <laughs> yeah. there. So I'm hoping I still have some time. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you do. Uh, if it's not, if voting hasn't reopened again yet, I haven't checked yet this morning. It, it will like very soon. Um, it paused just because as, as I mentioned, we're expanding the door Voda uh, validator set um, to the first like 11 external validators. Um, and we just ran into a couple bugs, like going through that process. Um, so to preserve stability of the network, we did pause voting um, for a time, but we're currently reopening IDC channels from other chains. 
Um, the, I mean, the chain like Dorvote is in full production. It's not paused or anything, but we're just like double checking everything, essentially making sure all of the IBC channels are working properly. And we'll be reopening voting like in very short order here. And I'm sure we'll do an announcement when it's reopened. Awesome. Perfect. We'll help uh, spread the uh, announcement for awareness because uh, I feel like more people would definitely be involved. If, if And, you know, it's hard to keep up with everything in, in crypto, I, uh, I'm amazed every day, you know, the amount of information that's being released. And like, that's part of the reason why I love doing these spaces is because I really get to have time to sit down and like ask the actual people from the team that are building, uh, you know, any questions I'd like to learn more myself. And now uh, I'm able to fully understand and get involved. And hopefully anybody in the community that's just learning about Dora Hacks uh, will get involved now as well. Um, I was curious too, how obviously there's probably a registration process for grantees, but is there a part of the team that's dedicated to, you know, thoroughly researching that the projects that are applying for quadratic funding are reputable teams and people and obviously there's a lot of vetting being done in the background before these these teams are picked for as grantees of course yeah maybe you could just highlight the the process you go through to pick the the grantees that do apply yeah yeah that's a good question for this first round it was a little bit of a manual process um but it's it's really designed um like like the there's just a few things for this first round that we wanted to see, right? One is just like an actively, like an active GitHub, right? Like one of the most most important things, because we actually had met a lot of these public good projects just from our journey in Cosmos over the last, you know, two plus years, right? Submitting to various hackathons, um, you know, hearing about them at different points in time. And like, they're all really crucial public goods. For this first QF round, one of the most important things that we looked for was an active GitHub. Like for example, like say a public good submitted to, to a hackathon, you know, maybe it was Awesome Wasm, which was hosted by Confio in Berlin. Maybe it was Hackmos, which was uh, hosted by the Cosmoverse team and co-hosted by us in Istanbul. Maybe they actually submitted their public good to one of those hackathons. And if they applied for the QF round and in their application, we saw their GitHub and we saw that it had been like continuously updated, right? Since this hackathon submission to today, meaning like it wasn't just a hackathon project. They actually just came up with this idea during a hackathon, continued to work on it, right? That was like something very, very, um, like a very competitive feature of these projects that were under consideration, right? Like just seeing that these are things that are still actively being contributed to um, on the GitHub. Love to see that. That was a major deciding factor for this first round. Um, and then, but like, so, so it was a little bit of an internal manual process, but longer term, like we'll, we're going to plan to open it up more like how we do with traditional hackathons, right? Where there's a judging panel, you know, either from the ecosystem, um, you know, from, from, from core contributors, et cetera. So I think like for future QF rounds, people should be on the lookout for like how to become a judge, how to get involved. We definitely want to involve the community more in the vetting process as well. So I think in short order, we'll start announcing more judging panels um, and having like a more formal process as well for the review. Um, but for this first round, as I mentioned, it was just like, we're just getting it off the ground, which is like a smaller round to get started. Um, but over time, we're going to continue to refine the, refine the process. No, that's awesome. That uh, I love 
how involved the community can get and how the voting system works. I, um, I know I try, or actually I was trying to use the Mito Launchpad. I believe it's a similar kind of project, but on injective for startups on Inge. And uh, yeah, no, it was cool to play around with that. So I'm really intrigued and I can't wait to uh, start using the Voda system and getting involved myself. Uh, how are we for time, by the way, Brian? Are, are we okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a couple more minutes. Okay, perfect. I just thought I'd uh, take this opportunity to ask the audience if anybody has any questions, feel free to leave them on this post and I can read them if you don't want to come up and speak. Otherwise, you can request to speak uh, and you can ask Brian a question about Dora. Uh, otherwise, I have a couple more questions here before we wrap up. If that's okay with you, we can uh, continue on. Sure. Perfect. Yeah, how, whatever works. Uh, so there was a blog, I believe, Mishika was the one that wrote it from the Dora Hacks team, and she went over some highlights. Uh, it was from the middle of December, but I just wanted to go through it as there were a lot of different things accomplished uh, around that time that are related to everything we were just talking to. Um, one of them, in fact, was Dora Factory announcing a new strategic raise from Dow5, Wampua Group and several other prominent investors to secure additional funding to support projects and initiatives. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about these new partnerships and how they contribute to the development and growth of Dora Factory? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that we wanted to do, you know, with the official launching of the AZQF round um, in Dora Voda was to align, you know, the goals of Dorvoda with as many like core contributors of like the cosmos and voting space as possible. Um, so the purpose of some of the fundraising we did really was just to onboard like crucial partners that, you know, could help us shepherd um, the idea of quadratic funding um, further in cosmos. Um, I, you know, as I mentioned, it's not really something that has been done uh, at all in cosmos yet. So we figured there'd be like a lot of education and community outreach we'd have to be doing and we really wanted to you know take it seriously and, and make it as much of a grassroots effort as possible to really like instill values of qf um, and privacy voting in cosmos um, so the purpose of that round we, we were able to like you know work with some really amazing people to like help us uh, frame the narrative right help, help us like come up with like some of like the best go-to-market strategies of voda as well so really what we were looking to do there was just work with like really crucial um, members of the Cosmos ecosystem that could help us like, you know, with our grassroots effort and help us with outreach. And also they themselves really cared about QF and, and view it as a superior voting system. Um, so it could really help us in the process. Um, so we were really glad and feel fortunate to be able to have, um, you know, made those partnerships, um, you know, and done a little strategic raise for door vote as well. Um, and, you know, so far, like, we'd love to say thanks to everyone that's helped us along this journey. Yeah, that's awesome. It's always good to get as much support as possible. I, I love to see that. Uh, I noticed you guys also in the middle of December announced, announced the launch of Dora Voda's first incentivized testnet uh, and its 
delegation program with over 100 validator applications. Uh, can you explain a little bit more about that? I just noticed yeah. um, when you're selecting the first set of Genesis validators, uh, Mashika was saying you got eyes from Ethereum. So I just thought, could you explain more about this testnet for, uh, for the users? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first incentivized testnet we did, and there's actually going to be a second incentivized testnet uh, coming up very, very soon with, you know, in short order, like, you know, about a month's time, I'd like to say, um, because our, like our goal is to continue decentralizing the set and onboarding like so many of the great validators we have in Cosmos. But the purpose of the first incentivized testnet was just to give everyone an opportunity to, you know, participate in testnet network consensus. Um, you know, it's the first L1 we've launched, so we were able to build some relationships with some of the top validators as well, get to know them. Um, we put them through a series of network uh, network stress tests, right? We had a whole lot of internal metrics we were tracking and ultimately used the performance of validators on the testnet to select, you know, the first eight uh, validators for DoorVota mainnet. And it doesn't mean only eight of these validators were worthy. In fact, basically all of them were worthy but we just had to make the tough cut because we're just slow, like, you know, we're, we're not stopping with eight validators, right? We're going to continue growing it. We're just not doing it all in one slug. Right. Um, so we, t we picked the first eight um, that performed really well on this test net. Um, and they've been migrated over to mainnet now. And then all of the other validators that are still performing really, really well on this test net have already been invited actually to the second incentivized test net. And we'll also do an application for new validators for the second incentivized testnet as well. And then the top um, performers on that will also get probably get invited to join the mainnet set shortly afterwards. Yeah, that's super exciting. I uh, I don't believe Cosmos Spaces was involved with the first testnet, but I'm sure the guys would be over the moon uh, if we had the option of at least applying uh, for the second one. So I'll definitely share that information with uh, 100%, my validation yeah. team. I don't personally take care of the validating for Cosmos Spaces, but uh, I'm in direct contact with our devs. And uh, yeah, I think that would be of big interest. I mean, if I was doing the validating work for our team, I, I'd be messaging and applying in a heartbeat. So yeah, I would love to keep in contact about that uh, in the future. Yeah, happy to. I'll let everyone know when the second application goes live. Perfect. Uh, DoraHax also announced the Atom Economic Zone quadra Quadratic Grant, the first native quadratic funding practice for the Cosmos Hub. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, can you tell the audience the motive behind the quadratic grant and its significance to the Cosmos ecosystem? I know you've already explained in detail like what it is, but maybe just like a quick summary uh of of that uh accomplishment that you guys have you know brought to this this space yeah absolutely i think in simplest terms um the cosmos community is incredibly dedicated um there's lots of really good developers here um there's a lot of really active community governance as well um and as because it's such like a large and open source ecosystem there's just like automatically so many important public goods that need funding as well. Um, but Cosmos is obviously a lot newer than ecosystems like Ethereum and lacks some of the resources from like the massive developer platform that Ethereum has. Um, and public goods funding on Ethereum has been incredibly successful um, and is spearheaded by groups, 
you know, like, like Optimism that's doing retroactive uh, public goods funding and some other QF rounds that are happening on Ethereum as well. And Cosmos ecosystem really didn't have this yet. Um, but Dora, as one of the leading multi-chain developer incentive platforms, felt that we actually had the resources to bring this to the Cosmos hub for the very first time. Um, and really, that's the ultimate significance. It's the first QF ever done for the Cosmos Hub. Um, and we imagine that many new important public goods can come out of it, can get can, can, can uh, receive decentralized community funding for them as well, um, and also really um, build up awareness for public goods in general and, and bring a new funding, sustainable funding mechanism to, to the hub uh, long term. Yeah, no, I love that answer. Um, we already touched on the quadratic funding voting round. Uh, it is currently paused. So anybody who wants to get involved, just wait for the announcement. Uh, I believe, though, like any user can participate as long as they have some Atom and claim Dora Vota tokens from the faucet. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, you know, there's a faucet for Dora uh, on, on the platform. They can just claim some Voda that's used for gas, right, on Dora Voda. Um, and then, you know, in order to, and then what happens is they go on our platform, they select what projects they want to vote for, how much Atom they want to contribute to each project. And then when they transact, it just automatically gets IBC transferred over to the Voda smart contract. Um, and their contributions are received and held in escrow for those projects until the round concludes. Awesome. Um... One of the other things I wanted to highlight from the blog or the tweet thread that Mashika posted was uh, knock, knock on Dora Voda. IBC send between the Dora Voda network and Cosmos Hub Osmosis and Nolis is now available. I also noticed that Nolis is in the audience. So I just wanted to say a quick hello to them and shout out to Nolis. Uh, are you able to explain a little bit more about this for our users? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're our goal is to bring uh, Dorvo to QF funding uh, to all of our close partners. Um, so we're just in, going through the process of setting up some initial IBC channels. Right, every single chan every single IBC channel we've set up right now um, is essentially a token, right? That Voda is integrated with that we could essentially set up a QF round for in very short order. Um, so we've gone ahead and, you know, started the process of, you know, integrating with as many of our partners as possible, um, starting over with some of the prominent ones, as you mentioned, like Osmosis, uh, Cosmos Hub, and Nolis. Um, but in short time, you should see us, you know, starting to set up more and more IBC channels as well, um, because as I mentioned, we're looking to bring this to every single one of our partners, um, and we're just going through the process, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, no, of course. I think, uh, yeah, that comes to basically the end of my questions. Uh, there was one more about the, the governance report. If you want to touch about some or touch on some key highlights from it, you're more than welcome to. Otherwise, uh, we can start wrapping up the show. We're at the top of the hour now. And, uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll just, yeah, I'll just briefly mention on that. You know, we think that validators groups like reporting their governance decisions um, is a good practice, right? It like lets the community have a better understanding of the reason you voted certain ways. It also is a great way to keep track of the way you voted, you know, to, to see if you're voting consistently over time, see if your voting has changed, right? 
and also just be as open and transparent with your delegators and community as possible. We just think that's a very powerful practice. So it's something that um, basically since the end of the summer, uh, we felt very committed to. And at this point, we're releasing uh, governance reports of the way door factory validators have voted at the end of every month. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I think it's important to have uh, more transparency in you know, the decisions of why certain validators are voting a certain way. And it, it just helps, you know, communicate, uh, you know, people's stances to help with the actual process of voting and understanding why people vote certain ways, you know, especially on controversial props, I'm sure. Uh, with I don't have to mention which ones, but there's been plenty of instances in Cosmos where that's happened already. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say uh, I'm amazed that, you know, this all this stuff we were just talking about was over a, a brief week before the holidays in 2023. And it doesn't seem like you guys are slowing down at all. Uh, I read from Mashika's tweet there, Zaki uh, quoted, it's really taking the bull by the horns and what it will do if it succeeds is provide the first signal back to a wide variety of capital allocators in the Cosmos ecosystem, ecosystem of what people actually want. And Dora Factory is committed to making that happen. So I really respect all the work uh, your team puts in for the ecosystem and everything you guys do. I think this is something that's super important going forward in the future. And my hopes are only to see Dora Hacks and Dora Factory grow. And any way Cosmos Spaces can help with that, uh, you can count on us having your back. We're always here to support you guys. So, uh, yeah. If it, that's very kind, Martin. Thank you. If anybody has questions from the audience or, or would like to come up, now would be the time. Otherwise, we can you know, start going over some closing statements. If there's anything else you want to share with the community before we go, Brian? I just want to thank everyone, you know, for coming out and listening. And, you know, it, just, it's, it, it warms my heart to see how many people are interested in quadratic funding and Dora Voda in general. Um, and I obviously love to see like the success that your podcast, uh, that your Twitter space is, is having, I should say, I almost said podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess they're pretty similar, but, um, you know, like really, really glad to see the success you guys are ha having. I think Cosmos spaces, um, is like a really crucial, like a uh, space for the Costa ecosystem in general. Uh, I think your show is fantastic. So, you know, really feel honored and thrilled to have been invited to come on and share a little bit more about Dorvoda. Um, I think we covered a lot, so I, I don't have too much more to say in a closing statement, but just want to thank everyone for listening. Um, I just want to share that, you know, there's more Dorvoda applications coming soon. Um, once again, would love to reiterate that the current AEZQF round is the first quadratic funding opportunity for Cosmos Hub developers ever. Um, so would love to see as much community support on this as possible. If, if, if decentralized community governance in QF is something that's interesting to you, would highly recommend checking out some of the public goods on the doorhacks.io platform under AEZQF grant um, and would love to see you participate. And of course, as soon as you kick off the second round of QF funding for the Cosmos Hub, uh, would love to see if you're you working on a public good or you're working on a project um, that's open source. Highly encourage you to apply as well. Um, this is just the first round. We're going to do more and more of this. Um, and we think it's a great way to get the community involved um, with actual funding decisions from the Cosmos as well. Just wanted to give a quick round of applause as uh, it's, it's really exciting what you guys are doing. And uh, 
Good luck to all the grantees in the first round of voting. Again, anybody who's interested in voting themselves, you can participate. You just have to wait for the announcement for when round one opens back up. But yeah, thank you for your time, Brian. Thank you to Dora Hacks and Dora Factory for collaborating with us to make this spaces possible today. And uh, I hope everyone in the audience had as much fun and learned as much as I did. Um, thank you again to everyone who joined today. And I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their day. Take care and we'll keep in touch, Brian. I'll, uh, I'll message you uh, and we'll make sure to make this happen again in the future if, if you guys are interested. Yeah, absolutely. Would appreciate that. And th thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, you're really, you had some really good questions as well. So I was really glad to have the opportunity to answer those. So, so thanks for all the preparation you've done to, you know, for this space and hosting it today. And thanks everyone in the audience for listening as well. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I, I had a great time. So I hope everyone has a great weekend and uh, we'll take care. I'm sure there'll be another spaces next week. So looking forward to talking to everyone again soon. Bye, everybody. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Beats, tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers Drumming the streets, yo. We got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats. And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each. Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality, stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served.